The Last Word with Matt Cooper. I'll be due to be joined in a moment by the chairperson of the Road Safety Authority, Liz O'Donnell. But I'm going to start with Dr. John Legg, consultant in emergency medicine at St. Vincent's Hospital in Dublin. John, thank you very much for joining us. I believe you've been looking at injuries suffered by people using e-scooters internationally as well as in Ireland. What have you found? Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, so some interesting findings. Um, Basically, since 2018, East Coast injuries have been increasing year on year. Um, we found the same in uh, our hospital site in Dublin that we were looking at. So just to give you an example, in one hospital in Dublin in 2018, we had six injury presentations. 2019, there was 10 injury presentations. 2020, 39 injury presentations. 2021, that was 89. And 2022 is 95. So a year on year increase. Um, and not unexpected, as East Coast has become more popular and more widespread, you're going to get more injuries with them as well. What sort of injuries and what sort of speeds have people been coming off these e-scooters at? They tend to, so this is retrospective data, so the, the numbers are not always very clear, but I mean, they tend to go in the top speeds, they're just about 25k an hour. Um, and the most prevalent injuries we see would be upper limb injuries, so wrist injuries, elbow injuries, shoulder injuries. Um, there are also a few head injuries, and the head injuries that do happen tend to be a bit more significant because there's a, a more of a head strike involved with it. And again, is this made worse by people not wearing helmets when they're on e-scooters? Um, so I think helmets would be recommended uh, on e-scooter use, um, particularly because you've got a higher centre of gravity, smaller wheels, you're in a standing position and you're also elevated off the ground, so if you do fall, the head strike would be um, more significant. However, the majority of injuries tend to be more kind of upper limb injuries, which is the arm goes out to break your fall. So that's why we're seeing more, more limb injuries than actual head injuries. In your assessment, are these things safe? Um, No form of transport is safe. So uh, if you look at the actual raw number of injuries, I mean, they're not the most significant uh, injuries that we're seeing on the roads uh, uh, at all. Um, I think in here and today probably aren't very safe, though. They've got small wheels. uh, That's with a high centre of gravity, uh, any kind of uneven surface would cause them to fall. Um, so, so, So from that point of view, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be safe. But I mean, like I said, no form of transport is safe either. But relative compared to cyc- or cycling or motorbikes or cars or buses, these would possibly rank yeah. as the most unsafe, would they? Um, I think, okay, so the ones that I looked at comparing that, the injuries from an East Coast compared to bike are more significant, definitely, yeah. So, so they're, 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 they're higher injury uh, scores as well from East Coasters. Um but uh, cycling, I think, is probably a good bit safer because you're actually involved in the process of generating your speed, whereas e-scooters, you're passive, you're standing on it, you turn a handle and you, you, you speed off. So you're not really uh, fully appreciative of the speed you're going at. Has there been any incidents of people injured from having been hit by people on e-scooters, particularly uh, pedestrians on footpaths? So the UK did a study. Um, they had 250 patients in their study and they found 10 pedestrian injuries. In our study in Dublin, we had 239 patients sorry, with five pedestrian injuries. So not, significant, not a huge number, but I mean, they're they still there. OK, stay on the line, John. Liz O'Donnell is with us, the chairperson of the Road Safety Authority. What plans do you have in mind to regulate the use of e-scooters? And I ask by regulate because they're not going to be banned, are they? Oh, no, they're not going to be banned. Um, uh, the legislation has gone through the doll and the regulation 
made by the minister, uh, they have to go through a European Commission process as well, which is almost complete. So everything is ready for them to be made legal. But uh, the Road Safety Authority um, have been very conservative on this issue of e-scooters and we made very firm recommendations about the road safety issues uh, to the government. And in fairness, the government took on board most of our uh, recommendations. Uh, For example, nobody under 16 can legally use them or buy them. Um, and they, they should not be used on the footpath and they should not go more than 20 kilometres per hour. Um, so, you know, let's see. The purpose of today's conference really was to hear from other jurisdictions where uh, these vehicles um, have been on the go for a couple of years. And the irony is that many of these jurisdictions like Holland, Belgium, uh, Norway, they they moved forward with a very liberal regime, regime and now they're backsliding pretty fast because it was chaotic. In what way chaotic? It was chaotic in that there was a proliferation of these vehicles uh, and there wasn't sufficient regulation. Um, it, people of all ages were using them and there were they, the speed wasn't regulated and there was a huge problem with alcohol and, and e-scooter use as well. Listener here says, a girl on a scooter yesterday along the canal at Dolphin's Barn, no helmet, in the middle of the road, faster than me in my car and I was driving at 35 miles per hour. Accident waiting to happen. She didn't give a toss. A friend of mine was telling me recently he was on his bike and he has a racing bike in which he was going fast at six in the morning coming into Dublin and he was passed by a bloke on a scooter dressed head to toe in black in the dark, no lights on the scooter. Couldn't believe that this guy hadn't actually been hit. So will you have regulations in relation to lights and where these uh, scooters are going to be allowed to go? Yes, uh, there will be regulations as to lights and brakes and speed and where they're allowed to go. Basically, all the kind of the rules of the road um, uh, apply. If the e-scooter is used in a public place, drive on the left, obey the rules of the road, uh, particularly in relation to traffic lights, pedestrian crossings and zebra crossings, obey signals given by a guard or or school warden, obey all traffic lights. You know, so you have to be 16 or older to use an e-scooter. So the vehicle standards also must be fitted with lights, a bell, reflectors and brakes. Uh, now, the issue of, of helmets came up today. Um, the Road Safety Authority is giving a very strong advisory um, uh, for wearing of, um, of helmets. Uh, that's not in the regulations, though, as yet. But let's see how it goes. The minister, uh, the minister says we have the flexibility to move if we find, as has happened in, um, in the recent past, and these vehicles are still illegal at the moment, uh, the, the majority of injuries were head injuries. So, so are they legal at present to use? No, they're not legal. So are the Guardi confiscating them? They have been confiscating them, yeah, but at the moment people are breaking the law by using them. Uh, So once the regulations come in, uh, there will be enforcement of the regulations and... and, and hopefully, because the regulations are quite strict, there will be a falling off of use, but... And we just seem to have lost Liz O'Donnell there. I want to have another question I want to put to her when we get her back. But Dr. John Legg, as a consultant in emergency medicine at St. Vincent's Hospital, there is something else I want to ask you about. Because the Road Safety Authority also put out a report today suggesting that the number of road users admitted to hospital as inpatients following a road traffic collision over the last seven years has been almost double what has been reported by the Gardaí and in the RSA's own official statistics. That over 15,500 as compared to under 9,000. 
does that surprise you? Uh, I think I think a reason for a lot of those um, missing data is when there's a, a road traffic collision involving damage to, par- to private property, such as a car, the, a guard or portage generation, that's where a lot of the information comes from. Whereas it's not as easy to generate data from hospital admissions. So it's not wholly surprising. Um, it's not an unexpected finding. But, but John, uh, does it also we... suggest as well that, you know, we talk rightly about the number of fatalities on the roads and the tragedies yeah. for the families involved. But there's an awful lot of people suffer either life changing injuries or life limiting injuries as a result of road collisions. Absolutely. So for every death on the road, the number we're told today is there's 10 significant life-altering injuries as well. Um, and th- 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 this, this, this is a huge issue that we probably only begin to appreciate. Okay, Liz O'Donnell, I want to finish with you by going back to, well, it's a point raised by a listener. An e-scooter is an electric form of a motorbike, just like new cars or electric versions of combustion engine. Same rules must apply. And then others are asking about insurance. Should there be a compulsion that somebody using an e-scooter, given that it's been propelled not by their own actions, power a bit like a motorbike, that it should be uh, covered by insurance? Oh, and unfortunately, Liz O'Donnell has dropped out on us again because it is a point that's coming up with a lot of listeners who believe that if they're paying insurance for the use of their car or use of their motorbike, that there should be insurance required of those going around in e-scooters to cover maybe their own medical costs if they're involved in an accident, but also to cover the costs of damage they cause to anyone else into whom they might collide or if they collide into other cars. But we leave it there. Liz O'Donnell was the chairperson of the Road Safety Authority with us, but unfortunately the phone line is cut out. Dr John Legg, consultant in emergency medicine at St Vincent's Hospital in Dublin, thank you for being with us as well. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-